Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is brought to you by Make Waves Media House. Make Waves Media House is a full-service video production company based out of Spokane, Washington, but does work all over the U.S., specializing in music video production, editing, director of photography services, motion graphics, and commercial work. With 20 years of experience behind the camera and celebrating seven years of business, Make Waves is here to create your high-quality videos at affordable prices. You can find them on Facebook now at Make Waves Media House, on Instagram at make.waves.mh or call them now at 509-991-3000. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208 467 7468. Attention Idaho and California residents. If you're shopping for a mortgage, contact PacFi, a mortgage brokerage with the top wholesale lenders in the nation. We're committed to simplifying the mortgage process, saving you time and money. Call 858-442-7048 or visit PacFi.com. P-A-C-F-I dot com. NMLS number 1462943 equal housing lender. Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm just so pumped for today's episode. Lindsay and I want our podcast to be well-rounded, a good resource for you. So today we're diving into a topic that a lot of people touch on, but many still feel uncomfortable getting like real and raw. And if there's one thing about me, I kind of overshare a little bit. So this is just going to be perfect for me. I'm very open with my flaws and my failures, but I truly believe that vulnerability is a strength and it can make a powerful impact with those around me. So that's why I share. And that's why we are dedicating an entire episode to fear mindset and doing the dang thing scared. Yes, doing it scared. (laughs) Fear is something that holds 
so many of us back from reaching our goals. Yet often we don't identify that it really is fear. We can't quite put our finger on it and Fear disguises itself as so many other things. And we believe that it's some other outside force or fear tricks us into believing that, you know, that if if what we're doing is hard, if we're coming up against resistance, if we're facing obstacles that, oh, well, this dream I have in my heart, it just must not, you know, it's not meant to be. Or, you know, my program or course, it just, it isn't, it isn't ready. Now isn't the right time. Or, you know, there are all these excuses that we come up with and we think that they're like really good reasons why we're not moving forward, but it's really fear. And sometimes we even get other people to like agree with us, right? Mm, You'll be like, you know, I'll talk to my husband because I sometimes can like kind of convince him of how I'm feeling because he wants to please me. He's a pleaser. And so if I'm like, well, it's because A, B, C and D, he's like, yeah, that seems logical. And so it kind of just backs me up to keep making decisions out of fear or keep avoiding decisions out of fear. But this is the thing. Sometimes fear isn't always up in your face and obvious. It often disguises itself, like Lindsay said. So some common ways that it can do this is through procrastination. You know, like we just, oh, we haven't had time to get to it yet. Or we just kind of keep pushing it on our schedule. Anxiety, like this is a really big one for me because I'm like a little anxious ball. I just, I am, and I'm, you know, hyper and anxiety will keep me from maybe hopping on a live or from reaching out or it almost stops me from publishing my first book. So doubt is another one. You know, we get all those what if questions that bubble up inside of us. Like, what if they hate me? Or what if I'm not good at this? Or what if I'm making a huge mistake? And then this one is super common and it's perfectionism. Like we all know those people out there, or maybe we've been this way one time or more where it's like, oh, it's just not perfect yet. Like it's not there yet, but you know what? If we wait for it to be perfect, we will never take a chance. We will never put ourselves out there. A few other ways that fear can disguise itself is anger, excuses, stress, people pleasing. And people pleasing is sometimes a hard one for people to get or understand. But when you're people pleasing, you're really doing things for other people out of fear, out of fear that maybe they won't like you, or maybe they won't sign up for your service if you don't please them or give them that discount or do whatever it is that they're asking. So it's really a reactive way to act on your fear. So Lindsay, I want to know what's at least one way Let's get real. I want you to be vulnerable with me, girl. What's at least one way fear has popped up in your life or business? Gosh, well, I can really identify with that perfectionism one that you mentioned with feeling like, oh, well, my website isn't just perfect yet, or the lead magnet isn't just perfect yet, or the program isn't completely created yet. And we often get so, I mean, so trapped in that because we're never going to feel like it's perfect. Um, And one of my mantras is that, 
you know, good is better than perfect and done is better than perfect. And just getting to the point where I'm okay, putting things out into the world that aren't perfect. And people are going to, you know, come at you and criticize you a little bit, but at least what I have wanted to produce and wanted to create, that dream is out there in the world. And I'm not being held back by doing draft after draft after draft and refining and tweaking and fine tuning behind the scenes because I'm too scared to put my work out into the world. Totally. It's like you just kind of stay stuck. And I'm so happy, though, we're going to go off on just like a little tangent here, because I'm so happy that you brought up that you will still get criticized. But here's the thing. We need to really look at who is criticizing us. Is it somebody who we value their business advice or their mother advice or their opinion? Is it somebody in our tight circle who really knows who we are? Or is it somebody who like I've had in my life? They didn't know me at all, like especially with writing my book. Like that was such a huge fear for me, you guys. Like as a kid, I really struggled with reading and writing and spelling and I had like some leftover fears from my childhood coming out and writing this book. It was like, who am I? Sort of like that imposter syndrome, right? Well, once I put it out there and once I started reading the reviews and some were good and some were okay and some were bad, but I looked at the ones I'm like, okay, but who are you? I don't even know who you are. Do you even know my story? Do you even know that this is a huge achievement for me? No, they don't because they're just comparing it to other books that they've read and it's totally okay. So we need to make sure when we do get hit with that criticism, that it doesn't cripple us, that we take it in, we rationalize it and we put it in its proper box. Mm, Yes. So good. And I mean, just accepting that 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 it's going to be part of the journey, that criticism is going to be part of the journey. I think that if you wrap your brain around that early on, then you're not surprised when it comes up, you know, because we we all want to, some of us more than others, but we all want to be liked. We want to be appreciated. We want the work that we put out into the world to be valued by other people. And not everyone is going to like the work that you're doing. And some people are going to think that you've got bad intentions and some people are going to openly disagree with you. And if you're waiting for for that one thing that you're going to put out that everyone is going to give you a round of applause for and no one's going to be critical about, you're going to be waiting a really long time because that really doesn't exist. It's like never going to happen. And there are some people that, you know, I'm not trying to bag on anybody, but they just like to criticize. And sometimes those are the people who are actually scared and doing nothing. And they are the ones who are just out there kind of nitpicking on other people. So don't get down on yourself. Just try to Think of it as like you're challenging yourself, you're growing. Take the bits of information that are valuable and that can actually help and improve you. Okay, so sorry I went off there, but I just felt like that was so important because criticism and fear, a lot of times the reason why we're afraid is because people might criticize us. So it was important to go over. But now let's talk about exercises that you can use to identify your fears. Maybe you're listening to this. You're just kind of like, well, I don't really know how I feel. I just haven't done it yet. Or I haven't, you know, I don't like to take chances or whatever it is. Well, let's get down to why you really are afraid. So you could brain dump. I think that this is such a valuable tool to use. And I'm not talking about brain dumping about like some, I don't know, food you ate last week, like you're doing intentional brain dumping. You are thinking about fears and stresses and triggers in your life and in your business. And you are brain dumping those and how those made you feel or what you might be afraid of or anything that kind of comes up in that arena. 
And then another thing is you could then ask close supporters. So if you have a tight circle and if you have even just two or three people that you can go to and you can say like, hey, where do you see like maybe some of my insecurities or some of my fears? And and this one only do if you're strong enough to actually listen to them and not get offended because of course it doesn't feel good when somebody says, hey, Ashlyn, I think you're a little anxious and hyper, but it's the truth. And I know that. So I will listen to it. I might tell them, well, I'm not going to change, but I will listen. And you have to go at it with an open mind. Another huge thing, another tool that I use is there's so many books and podcasts and blogs on fear and overcoming fear. Ask for some recommendations in your circle or just start reading, you know, the back of book blurbs to see if that fits you and what you can do. Also journaling, like it's different than brain dumping in a sense that when I journal anyway, I do it with like a little bit more clarity. A brain dumping is just like whatever's coming up in my head, whatever I want to get out there. And then I would take a few pieces from that brain dump and I would intentionally journal on it. And then prayer, like if you don't pray, then maybe meditation. But for me, prayer, like I give it over to the Lord and he helps me and eases me and make sure that he takes away my fear. And then now these are the big ones. Okay. So these are the ones you've kind of identified and now you're going to get down to this. You're going to get over this fear. You're going to say it out loud Mm -hmm. and you can just do it in a mirror if you want, but it's even more powerful if you choose one trusted person and say it to them. If you're not ready for that yet, then record yourself, grab your phone and record yourself talking about it and and then listen back to it and then write down what are you hearing yourself say? So good. Um, Gosh. Okay. So two things that really jumped out at me about what you just said. First of all, is that we've got to recognize that fear is something that we're all going to come up against and there's a work that goes into overcoming it. So you've got to be willing to do the work because just kind of standing around and waiting for the moment when you no longer feel unafraid, like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then what you said about saying it out loud, that really stood out to me because I can think of a very specific situation when I was leaving my full-time job to go into business for myself full-time. I had done the, I guess, back up just a hot second. So when I was transitioning out of my full-time job into going into business for myself. I did it kind of slowly. Like I did four days a week in my full-time job, one day a week on my own. Then I went to three and two. And then I had like multiple panic attacks about making that big leap and going into business full-time for myself. And I remember talking to one of my mentors and coaches and she, you know, saying, what is it that you're afraid of? And saying out loud what I was afraid of. And at the time, one of the things was that I felt selfish for pursuing my dreams at the potential expense of my family. Like, what if I jump in and I go for this and I'm leaving my secure six-figure job and I blow it and I you know, and it sounds so silly to say now I'm like, and it felt silly then when I was saying it out loud to her, I was like, what if I spend all of our money and we go into debt and my family winds up on the street and just saying those things out loud made me realize like, okay, I could always go back to that job, you know, if things didn't work out. And 
my husband still had a job. <laughs> like We had a savings account. You know, like I had this fear in my head that I was doing this selfish thing that was going to put my family on the street. And once I said it out loud, I realized how silly it actually sounded. But that fear lived in my head and took up so much mental space, like more real estate than I should have ever given it. Yeah. And that's like such a good point, Lindsay. And it's such a a big thing when it comes to fear is like once we say it, it kind of loses its power. And while your fear was valid because a certain level of that could have occurred, but it was also over embellished. You realize like, okay, (laughs) back up. I'm not going to end up on the streets. My kids are going to still be fed, but in our heads, we create this scenario and it just, it will just go wild. But the moment you talk to somebody about it and you just say it, you don't even need somebody else normally to counsel you on it. You kind of figure it out for yourself. Like, okay, we, we can totally overcome this. I can do this and I'm going to try and I'm going to challenge myself. And I know we've all heard that done is better than perfect, but I also think that just taking a chance is so much better than regretting later on in life. And I know all of this sounds simple and it is simple, but here's the part that people get tripped up on. It's not easy. We want to protect ourselves. We don't want to, you know, show that kind of vulnerability and it's going to really take intention, dedication, and you have to be able to encourage yourself to be uncomfortable. You know, I know that I've already shared a little bit of a story about when, you know, becoming an author and how I moved through and navigated that and in my fear of what if I get a bad review? What if everybody hates it? What if nobody reads it? And, and that didn't happen. Not everybody hated it and not, you know, I had actually quite a bit of readers. I actually hit a best-selling list and that would have never happened if I didn't at least try. But right now, what I'm actually struggling with, and I'm going to vo- voice it right here. I mean, this is probably my second time saying it out loud, but I'm struggling a little bit with this digital course that I'm creating. So I have beta testers that have already signed up and I'm super excited to get it started. But then this little fear will pop up in my head and I'll say like, you know, why are you teaching? Like, you're not a teacher, like you're a doer, you know how to do these things, but are you really going to be able to like coach other people through so that they see success? But then I talked to my good friend, Lindsay here, and she just totally will boost me up and she'll encourage me. And I really hope that you guys have somebody like that in your life. And if you don't like, seriously, hit me up on IG because (laughs) I will be your cheerleader. Yeah. I mean, we've, one of the, I think, biggest steps you can take towards personal growth as an entrepreneur is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because you're never going to feel like you have it all figured out. (laughs) And if you wait for that feeling, if you wait until you feel capable and qualified, you're never going to take the necessary steps forward to reach your goals. And what you were describing, Ashlyn, like that's imposter syndrome, right? And that pops up for all of us. That is part of the journey where you are going to have that little mean girl voice that pops up and says, who are you to do X? And it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to have that imposter syndrome pop up as long as you can identify it for what it is and you don't allow that to paralyze you. And one of the things I always kind of think about is And this, especially for me with public speaking, because public speaking for me is like a huge, 
oh, I get so nervous with public speaking, um, is I tell myself, okay, if I knew it was going to take X number of times, if I knew I needed to do 20 public speaking events before I no longer felt terrified, I would be in a hurry to get through those 20, right? I would be like, all right, let's knock them out. Let's line them up, book me. Like I wanna do them. And the truth is that, you know, everyone has their number for whatever it is. And you really have to trust that you have to trust the process and trust that whatever that number is, you're going to eventually feel more at ease. Things are going to get easier and there's no substitute or shortcut for just putting the work in. And that like so much of that growth happens throughout the process is so necessary for the person that you're required to become on the other side of that dream. Like I can imagine for Ashlyn being this published author that she had to go through all of those hard, scary things in order to be the person who could carry that book to that, you know, to that bestsellers list. Like there's the hard things that we go through and the growth is necessary for the person that you need to become on the other side. And that was like just such a great visual for me of like, really, like if we knew the number of times that we would be terrified, like I actually like to push myself. I make myself uncomfortable on the regular. I don't know why I have a sickness, but I think that I would do that so quickly. Like if I knew that, okay, my nerves are going to be done, I would be busted out as much public speaking or books or whatever it is as quick as I could so that I could overcome it. So I really loved that visual, Lindsay. Thank you. But now what I want you to tell you, what I want to tell you friends is after you've identified like your fears, now you've done all those tools. I really want you to try to find friends or a support system or somebody, a mentor, a coach, even if it needs to be a coach. If say you don't have anybody who is inside of your circle that you feel like you can really connect with in this level, then I want you to get a coach or reach out to somebody and have somebody help you get through this. But then what you need to do is you need to get action steps. So, so many people look at the finish line, right? We're like, okay, I'm going to be a published author and then everybody's going to hate me. But there were like seven to 10 steps in between that, that I needed to be focusing on. I was still going through editing. Like, so what I did to really push myself and get myself to get through it. And this is what I do on everything. What do I need to do today? What step do I need to take just to get me to that goal? I don't need to look at the finish line when I'm still at the starting line. Mm, that's so good. That's so helpful. I think for just breaking it down and allowing yourself to find something to focus on so that you don't get trapped in that kind of paralyzed state. Um, another quote, kind of thinking about this fear conversation and, and doing it scared. One of my favorite quotes is sometimes you have to take the leap and build your wings on the way down. And I remember thinking about that quote a lot when I was first starting out in my entrepreneurial journey. And using that as to kind of fuel the fire during those times when I had a tendency to want to wait until I had things figured out, you know, like I was like, I'll just, you know, take it a little slow and I'll just give myself six months to kind of figure it out. And that is just one of the, it continues to be one of the pieces of advice that I give to new entrepreneurs and a lot of the colleagues that I talk to in my nutrition school who have just graduated and they're saying, okay, you know, what advice would you give to me as someone who's just starting out on this journey? And I tell them, you have to just jump in 
and trust that you are going to learn how to build your wings on the way down. When I went full time into my nutrition consulting business, I created Well, I shouldn't say I created, I sold a program (laughs) that was not created yet. I jumped in and trusted that I could be 24 hours ahead of the ladies in this program that I had just, you know, signed 10 people into this huge program that I was creating. And I knew that I would figure it out as I went. And I did because I had placed that sense of urgency on myself. Had I waited until I had the whole program created and figured out before I sold a single person into it, it would have taken me a year. It would have taken me two years. I would have never been satisfied. I would have always been, I would have continued to live in that place of fear where I didn't, um, where I used that as an excuse to not move forward. So whenever I find myself in that place where, you know, like with creating a digital course, like, okay, I'm just going to tape take that leap. And I'm going to trust that once I have that pressure put on me, I'm going to figure it out. That's like just such an inspirational testimony, I feel like, because really, if you just take the leap and then you do get that pressure, then you are going to achieve it. And I think sometimes that's almost what we need to do as entrepreneurs. We need to like invite other people in, either sign people up or tell them about what we're trying to do. Tell them about our goals because not only does it have accountability, but if it's really something you want to do, now you're going to be thinking about it. You're going to be like, okay, wait, I told Sally that I was creating this. And so now I kind of really need to. And I just want to kind of leave you off here. And then Lindsay, I'll let you wrap up with your last little bit, but I want you to know that if you allow fear to hold you back, you'll miss out on what could have been some of your greatest accomplishments. And I am speaking from experience because there were so many times in my career I wanted to say no because I was afraid. I was like, oh, to be honest, I was even nervous about this podcast. I was nervous to come out here and to present myself in this way. And this has been amazing. Okay, this is only episode four, but I am like in love and everything is amazing and I'm just so happy. So don't allow fear to hold you back. Really dig in deep and take those action steps to move yourself through it. Yeah, hands down, I would say, you know, that what lies on the other side of fear are really going to be your best life experiences. And you've just got to repeat to yourself, I'm doing it scared. I'm doing it afraid. I'm doing it anyways. All right. Well, we will see you next week for our next podcast episode. Have a great day, guys. Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs is brought to you by Coffee and Supply Co. Looking for a new coffee experience? Try Coffee and Supply Co. located in Eagle, Idaho. It's family owned and features a pour over bar, a unique bites menu, including vegan and gluten free options, all locally sourced. Mention Speak Boise and receive 10% off any food and beverage. Visit coffeeandsupplyco.com or follow them at Coffee and Supply Co. Need help growing your business? It's what you don't know that will cost you. Tulu Peer Advisory Group is here for every stage of business growth. Find out more at T A L L O O.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Covison.